2: Hiya, folks. You're listening to a very special episode of Two Men in the Mouse here on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded uh, last week, so at the very tail end of May. Uh, this is going to be a joint episode of Two Men in the Mouse and my personal favorite Disney podcast, the Disney Dads Podcast, uh, featuring Justin Suter, Jason Odegaard, and Michael Stolfi. Uh So, no Pete this week. He was invited. He couldn't make it to uh, this episode. This is a uh, simulcast. So this is released both here on Two Men and the Mouse and also over on the Disney Dads podcast, which you guys can find uh, wherever you get your podcasts. I personally listen to it on Spotify. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite side of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Guy!
0: Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids, Sip. Just become best friends. Yep. Gentlemen, start your
1: engine.
3: To infinity and beyond.
0: There's a touch of madness around here.
4: Hello and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. My name is Jason and those two guys across from me are Mike and Justin. And guys, have I got a treat for everybody today. Because I don't just have my two guys in front of me, I also have an esteemed guest in front of me. For those of you who do not know us, we are a show that's a little bit about us and a lot about Disney. And before we get into that little bit about us, guys, I have to say a couple things first. Number one, Kevin Kessler my esteemed, our esteemed guest tonight. Kevin, in fact, I'm going to deem you Sir Kevin on the Disney Daz from here on out. Oh, is wow. That, that, is that fair enough? Because that, let me tell that, you what.
2: That is a high honor.
4: You have a special place in all of our hearts. and And on top of that... On our your two men in the mouse network right now, which we are blaring as well. I would like to say hello to all of those people right there, and uh, thank you for allowing us to not only allow Kevin to come on to the show, but allowing us to entertain you guys for the next hour or so. So with that, let's take care of that little bit about us, guys, Justin and Mike. Before we, um, before I, I hand it off to you guys, I want to say hello to Kevin and say, Kevin, how are you doing, my friend? Much much better. I
2: was under the weather for quite a while. Um, I don't know if you guys heard. There's this thing going around that I caught. Uh, you know, it's just this bug that's kind of going around. People yeah. are talking about it. Um, but yeah, I caught that, and that was a bit of a, a drag for a while. But I'm back on my feet, back uh, producing content. Um, you know, we're we're we've been going with Two Men in the Mouse. We haven't we haven't done an episode in a couple of weeks because Pete is actually Pete who wanted to be here tonight for this. Uh, But he's remodeling his store. He's taking, he's using using his downtime wisely. Um, And so he's completely redoing Rogue Comics. So um, yeah, I've just been creating content on my own, Morty Monster stuff on the YouTube channel. And
4: yeah, can't complain at the moment. I I, want to, we'll get into that here in a little bit. I got to say, your new addition to the family, your little guy's been keeping you busy. It seems like you have quite the, um, quite the bond and affection there going there. So that's awesome.
2: Yeah, for those of you that don't know what he's talking about, I did not have a child. Um, but,
4: but, I was sitting here like, "What?" Oh, I was just that I was I was really really being vague about it to have people really perk up here.
2: I have a dog, so I'm holding him right now because he can never not oh, look at him. So he is uh, he's my good friend Taz, the canine suplex machine, and uh, yeah he awesome, me company through
4: all Boy, that name Taz brought memories back, just flooding back from the uh, the old school. Um, uh, uh, Mike and Justin, how are you guys doing?
3: You guys doing okay? I'm doing good, doing good. Uh, weather's finally warming up here in the Northeast. Uh, the backyard is in full swing. I've had a lot of kids over the house because uh, we seem to have pretty much started to get back to a little bit normal up here. You know, they, they're kind of taking the reins off a little bit and letting us uh, venture out in smaller groups. So it's nice to see that. And uh, I was excited to have Kevin on this week. You know, uh, Kevin, and I follow him on Facebook. You know, we're Facebook friends, and I was happy about the dog too. I saw. Her, I think it started out as a foster, right, and became a permanent member of the family.
2: Yeah, he. I got him as a foster um, March 25th, and then I knew within two days that I was going to adopt him. So the second they were like, "Okay, we're going to put him up for adoption," I was like, "And who's adopted here <laughs> uh, by me right now?" And so yeah, he's he's a permanent. Uh, resident of the house now
3: yeah we're, we're very much dog pe- dog people in our house so uh as soon as i saw you get the new edition i'm like God, oh, that's awesome so
2: yeah he's awesome cool. he's the chihuahua mix he's you know the the light of my life at the moment
3: very cool
1: what a great time to get him too right like right when you be able to be home with him the whole time
2: well you know what that's nothing new i can be home with him whenever because i'm a writer so i work from home um so they, but yeah apparently a lot like the, the one thing that i've been really happy about during this whole period is a lot of people have been telling me that like animal shelters have been like pretty much emptied
1: mm-hmm.
2: out. People are adopting pets during this time. I just hope <laughs> that they all end up staying in their homes and don't end up back at the shelter be- once people go back to real life.
1: Yeah, no doubt, man. Well, I, look, you and I go back a long way. I've uh, been listening to Two Men the Mouse, fan of the show for years and years and years now. Um, so I'm uh, I'm super excited to see you once again, see your smiling face. Uh, Man, things here in Charleston, South Carolina are uh, pretty good. Randomly, I don't know if you all saw today, we randomly had a tropical storm just formulate and hit Charleston immediately. <laughs> um, luckily, I slept through the whole thing uh, peacefully and just didn't even have a clue it was going on. Not a clue. So, um, But yeah, man, you know how that is in Florida, too. That stuff starts spinning, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom, it's right on your doorstep. So,
2: Yeah. yeah. Typically, when when they have time to warn you, it ends up not being as big of a deal as you know it was meant it was originally made out to be it's been a couple of like uh, false alarms we've had here
1: I, I swear like hurricanes are like the scene in austin powers where the guy's gonna get ran over by the steamroller yeah. where you're just going no you know and it's it
2: pans away and it's so far away and you're just you're just laying there and <laughs> six days later if you take a break from from that scene to get elbowed in the face by a little lady at a supermarket trying to get a gallon <laughs> of milk, then yeah, it's exactly like that. I know exactly what it's like, man.
1: Um, well, hey, we're excited to have you on. We've got a really fun topic to get into here in a little bit, but... um. You know, One thing we don't typically do on this show is Disney news because you guys do such an amazing job of it. I go to Two Men and the Mouse to get my Disney news, Uh, you guys covered in a fun, insightful way. Uh, But tonight, since we have you on, we want to dive in, especially since we may have just gotten the biggest Disney news, I would say, in the last decade um, after a long closure of the parks we now know that disney world is set to reopen uh july the 11th magic kingdom will be open from 9 a.m to 7 p.m animal kingdom from 8 a.m to 6 p.m and then just four days later uh july the 15th hollywood studios opens from 10 a.m to 8 p.m and epcot from 11 a.m to 9 p.m now with that let me say this disney has paused the sale of all new park tickets. They are not selling any new park tickets at the moment. Um, the existing reservations are still valid, so if you've had an existing reservation for those dates, you're still valid, you're ready to roll, and DVC members are the only ones who can continue making new reservations at the time. Uh, DVC resorts are going to open on June the 22nd, and all other resorts are scheduled to open on July the 11th. When you get the news today, a cast member's going back to work, park's reopening, we're getting that first little uh, little light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to Disney.
2: Yeah, I was, I was really shocked to hear that it was going to take as long because when Universal announced that they were opening up June 5th, I was like, oh, well, Disney's going to be right behind that, maybe like a week or two later. But a full almost month and a half of um, Universal pretty much being the only big game in town. Um, for, for me, I was kind of like, I kind of see this as a, as a good tactic because now they kind of get to sit back and – watch what mistakes universal is going to make and like mm. what people like, what people don't like, and then kind of adapt that into their plan uh, for when they open. So they can kind of, you know, kind of almost like treat universal as like a test group. So
1: universal is like the kid I sat next to in high school where I just copied the answers, <laughs> but I made sure to sit next to the smart kid. You know what I mean? It's because I wanted to get it right. Hopefully there's hopefully universal is that smart kid and
2: Disney can, uh, can get the right answers off of them. You know what? With anything like this is so unprecedented. You're going to have some trial and so, Disney's in a good position right now where they can kind of sit back and watch what the trial and error is going to be. Uh, Universal on the 5th, and then I believe SeaWorld on June um, 11th, I want to say. That, yep, yep, that was sounds right. Also, but it was like so far down the news cycle that, like, um, but I love, I love SeaWorld. So, I mean, we're going to, you know, for the Morty Monster channel, we're going to be producing some Universal and uh, SeaWorld stuff next month. Because, you know, we don't have the
4: option to go to Disney. The thing is, is like we, us three, you know, we have talked extensively about, you know, these openings and and the emotions that are involved. And, you know, the thing is, is the only thing I'm taking away from this is regardless of what stipulations, regardless of of what personal a person's opinion of of how they're doing it is. The point is, is it's a start. Mm -hmm. Because over and over again, I continually hear and I feel, I just want my Disney back. I just want the parks open. It has to start somewhere. And this is what gets me excited is, regardless of your personal feelings on how they're doing it, it is the start. And that is a
3: plus. My biggest question is how they're going to pull off the... Let's say the early morning rope drop or the, the opening of the parks. Uh, are they going to have scattered times when you come in? Because, listen, we've all, listen look at Rise of Resistance the last couple of times when it's been open. you People were lining up an hour and a half, two hours before, and you had that huge waiting area right outside the gates, and they kind of moved everybody in. So are they going to have staggered openings? Are they going to have rope drop ceremonies? I mean, that's going to be one of the biggest rope drop ceremonies ever. I think I'm not a rope drop person. You know, we usually sleep in, but man, first day opening park, Magic Kingdom, kind of, like you know, with a new fresh coat of paint, I'm sure everything's kind of done over and everyone's kind of trying to get back to normal. I and mean, that's going to be a pretty jam-packed day, I'm assuming. You know, how are they going to handle that for the first day? Well, I do know that they are doing a reservation system to get into the parks. Like, you, okay. can't,
2: you can't just show up and be like, I've returned, Disney World. Like, you have to actually, like, right. make a reservation to get in. So I don't know if that's going to be like, you make a reservation and then you have all day, or if it's going to be like when you... Like are you gonna have time periods? Like you can get in at eleven AM, park the park opens at eight. Like right. that's gonna be stuff we're probably gonna find out in the coming weeks. But
3: uh, and transportation wise, are they gonna limit the buses? They are. Yeah, they are. They announced that accident? today as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see that today. But it's yep. a start. It's a start. Yeah.
1: Well, my thing, Kevin, is you're telling me that whenever I first get back that I'm not going to have my parade of people in front of me going, ra-ta-ta, ra-ta-ta, you know, as, I, as I'm being lifted and hoisted down Main Street and everyone cheers my name, welcoming me back. Exactly.
4: That's uh, okay. that's not in the Disney dad's uh, budget this year, my friend. You, you tapped us out last year. Zero.
2: Confetti cannons going off left and right over me. I love it. They did some kind of special closing ceremony on uh, March 14th, the night that they closed. So I would assume they're going to do some kind of reopening Mm -hmm. uh, ceremony. It's just a matter of whether, you know, like that's going to be a hard reservation to get. But I I am going to try to be there with Morty, but we'll see. Well, yeah, that's, that's, Look, that'll I'm be ready fun, for man. it, man. I'm, yeah. ready.
4: I'm ready for the feedback. I'm ready for people to get in there and see how it goes. And I'm just ready. I'm just ready for something. I mean, anything. That's I don't even it. care if it fails, man. Just get in there and, and give me something. Because right now we're just kind of watching an apple just rot. And I'm like, well, come on. Kevin, you can relate to this as well as anyone. When you do a Disney podcast...
1: And everything Disney is closed for an extended period of time. <laughs> for, man, do you have
2: to stretch sometimes to really make it work. Well, when Walt was seven. <laughs> especially when you, you know, part of the whole part of your show is the news. Yeah, like, well, I
4: didn't think the about that. Yeah. The
2: season, I've just been like, well, the news, there is none. Parks still closed. All right, moving on.
1: Oh, man. Well, speaking of the news, we did get some uh, some fun news come out today as well. Not just the fact that the parks are opening. Um. Spaceship Earth is now officially under renovation. Uh, this is a major, major overhaul for Spaceship Earth, and uh, we are going to see a complete um, revamping—not really changes of the scenes, but new audio animatronics. Um, you know, I'm really excited. This. What I would love to see is a couple new scenes added. You know, they have that space to add a couple new scenes if they want to. Um, so it would be really, really neat if they could see that. Uh, Kevin, what's your take, man? On now the 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 weenie, the focal point of Epcot. Uh, opening day attraction now closed for a very, very, a long,
2: long, long refurbishment. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at two years. I think they mm-hmm. were saying, uh, which means, I mean, they're doing a lot more than just skimming off the top. At that point, they are gutting this ride and redoing it from scratch. It seems like um, I'm sure there will be some nods in there, um, but you know, I was wondering if, like, when the parks opened, it was still going to be open for a little bit so they can kind of do like a, like a last. Um, you know, like, farewell for it, but no, we we have thanked the Phoenicians for the last time. Uh, we have, uh, we've traveled through time with uh, Dame Judi Dench for the last time, so I mean, that's the other thing. There's going to be a new narrator. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if they can resist the urge to make it Morgan Freeman.
3: You uh, have
1: come to Spaceship Earth.
2: I love Morgan Freeman's voice, but he already narrated one Disney attraction with the Hall of Presidents, mm-hmm. so like, I, I'm just wondering who it's going to be, like, do they do they go back? Do they get Jeffrey Irons back? Do, like I'm very, very interested to see what's that going on. That would out. be
1: a great pool. I well, I have an inside uh, actually I know someone who works in um, in doing like voiceovers and voice work, and I have an inside knowledge that's actually Gilbert Gottfried. I was
2: you <laughs> Get out of my head. I was about to make a joke of, is it going to be Gilbert Gottfried? (laughs) Like a marvelous spaceship.
4: (laughs) Oh, Lord, please. No, (laughs) that'd be amazing. Uh, But see this guy's like, all you guys are Disney, like Disney where you've, you've seen the attraction prior to what, I mean, I'm, I'm only seven years in Disney, you know, eight years into Disney. Um, This is all I know for spaceship earth. This is it. So when I get that new one, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know how. Um, I mean, obviously it's going to be bigger and better. Disney always does us right. You know, when they close a the show down, you're like, oh, I get so mad and angry, and all of a sudden a new one comes out. I'm like, all right, okay, I'm feeling it. So, um, I and I'm excited for it, man. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it should really blow our socks off because it's going to be the show for the next. I mean, they're going to do this what every. Uh, maybe 15 years. I mean, this is going to be the attraction for 15 or 20 years before they redo it, right?
1: Yeah, I would say so. I I think think you're right. Mike, this is a must-do for your family when you go in it
3: oh yeah and we usually uh, end the night on that because a lot of times you know you've seen you come in the park at the beginning of the day and there's always a line you know 20 minutes half an hour but you know that last ride at the end of the night it's probably one of the best ones we get and it's usually a 5 or 10 minute wait uh, we always have a fast pass just in case but uh, we'd love to do that one I'm kind of bummed because my last trip that I was supposed to take back in May mm-hmm. was the closing week so I was going to be able to ride one of the last couple of days but unfortunately as we know, I know uh, man. and I felt know. that for you too because
4: I know you were stoked to do that for the last time and, and- when this trip canceled, I was like, "Man, you really got you got the knife on that one." Yeah, and I've so, seen
3: it before this refurbishment because I've seen it mm-hmm. pre- previous to this one before. They had the screens and all the and the um, you know the the interactive stuff at the end. So I, I've seen some changes on this ride. I think even the the boy selling the papers was in a different spot. He was more in the scene. So I, I kind of remember some of the old stuff. So I'm certainly looking forward to seeing the new. Uh, spaceship earth when we can finally go there with the kids.
1: You, you mentioned the paperboy. Can we pl- that's maybe my biggest gripe with Epcot. Can we please give the paperboy some love, man? He used to be prominent right out there yelling, you know, extra extra. Now he's just facing the corner like he did something wrong. I'm like, "Hey, man, put get him back out there." So, um speaking of Epcot though, one thing that is uh is definitely changing and uh I kind of I'm kind of bummed about it now that we have a park opening date is the topiaries for Flower and Garden are pretty much all gone, completely out of mm-hmm. the park. Um, I love Flower and Garden. To me, I actually probably enjoy Flower and Garden more than food and wine. Um, I think over the years, it's little by little gradually gotten bigger. Um, what's your guys' take on these topiaries disappearing?
2: I'm really bummed. I thought that I was like, okay, they'll probably bring it back when they open up and they'll keep it going for a little bit. Because, um, you know, we barely got to experience it. I, I went to... I went to Flower and Garden right before it closed. Um, I never got to go with Morty. He had a he has a he had a new costume specifically for it. He had a bumblebee costume that he was going to wear to it, and that never got to materialize. So now I got that that I can just kind of save. Um, and um, the other thing is, you know, we never got our Orange Bird pass holder. I know. Uh-huh. Um, we got the Donald one. Now that I'm sh- like, I would be completely shocked if they don't release that magnet when they reopen but i mean maybe they maybe they'll save it for next year yeah, i have save no it idea. for next
4: year and, and cut costs because
2: I mean, that was the magnet that i was like really looking forward to mm-hmm. because i love anything with the orange bird on it and um i got the donald one um the donald and spike the day and then the mm-hmm. next one was supposed to be orange bird and it's just you know we it was supposed to be in april that uh yeah I mean, flower and garden was supposed to be pretty much over by this point i believe
1: yeah, I think it's right at the end of May it, it typically wraps up. So, I mean, I understand why they're getting rid of them. I would say that the cost to maintain them is probably exorbitant. You know, exorbitant. not just that but they, they need a, they need a lot of
2: extra staff to run these. Um and they're probably trying to not have as much staff on on right now, especially with the with them having ended the college program um kids before they closed down. Mm-hmm. Like they cut their their program short. So, you know, they're probably looking to cut down on labor wherever they can. And which I understand because this has not been easy for them. You know, you're coming off the, the company comes off the heels of, of a major billions of dollars purchasing 20th century Fox. And then all of a sudden one of its biggest moneymakers has to shut down and all, mm-hmm. you know, move. So the, the company is definitely looking to recoup some costs here. So uh, while I'm disappointed, I'm not shocked.
4: Well, flower and garden itself is um, I'm, I'm with you, Justin, Uh, Mike, I really don't know where you stand with this. And and, and hang on a second. Um, I love Flower and Garden. I mean, I absolutely love it. It's probably, uh, you know, especially for people who don't appreciate it or have not gotten down there. Honestly, Epcot during Flower and Garden on a sunny day coming from up north here is probably one of the most beautiful places on earth. The sun is warm. The flowers are perfect it is amazing. Drink in hand. I mean, does life really doesn't get any better than that at that moment. So maybe next year, uh, more people will, uh, appreciate it more you know what I mean maybe they'll go above and beyond next year and uh, boy that gets me thinking maybe I need to get down there for flower and garden next year but uh, I'm I'm thinking uh, next year is just going to be bigger and better and I'm really really excited for that I'm excited if anything for the pictures especially from you local guys Kevin you know where you post your pictures on your even your personal pages um, that's that's what I really really miss the most now, Mike, going back to Mike. Hold on a second, Kevin. I didn't want to shut him off. Mike, I gotta know what. Where do you stand with Flower and Garden? I, after all these uh, almost 200 shows, I, I don't remember where you stand with that.
3: Oh no, Flower and Garden's awesome, and then you know I was truly disappointed because I was going to be right in the heart of it when we came mm-hmm. down, and uh, and I was going to be doing it by myself for a couple of days, so I was really going to be able to take it in and enjoy it. And uh, unfortunately, like I said, it didn't pan out. But okay. there's always the next time, and uh, you know we'll look forward to it in the future
2: um not you know i love flower garden not my it's not my favorite of the year um because that would be festival of the arts but it's definitely up there yeah yeah
4: that's that's awesome too man what's
2: what's funny is like most people are like oh well food and wine is my favorite and i understand that it's the biggest one it's the longest one it's also the most crowded one Mm -hmm. and the rowdiest one so that's why i really enjoy like festival of the arts is so much fun to walk around and see all the paintings and all
4: that and the food is on point man they it, the food gets better see i personally think the food is better at Festival of the arts and maybe it's because of um you know i'm getting a break from winter i'm down there the food is excellent they present it i mean it's actually culinary art yeah they played it like exactly example, it's just, so i mean that's i mean i'm right there i will pick i can't, can't believe i'm saying this i will pick flower and garden and then arts festival and i'll kick Food and wine to the end, and I know I've, I'm with you. Man. I, and I know a lot of people are probably screaming, but
2: Festival of the Holidays too is really wonderful.
4: Yeah.
1: yeah, see, Katie and I we do an adult trip typically. Well, sometimes we'll take we'll take Riley, but we hit every festival. I mean, we'll go down and Festival of the Holidays is great. You know what I love about Festival of the Holidays is, and this is what I love about this show is we constantly lose track of what we're doing. That's great. <laughs> um, is Festival of the Holidays is we went last year, Kevin, and we didn't ride one attraction. And to do that with a seven-year-old is unbelievable. Like, to go and we hit every single, whether it's be seeing uh, Pierre Noel, uh, Lava Fana, hearing the stories, you know, um, it's, it was just an absolute blast.
2: I, I got to do a, a three-part Morty Monster video this past um, this past Festival of the Holidays where we not only looked at all the festival stuff and saw Pierre Noel and stuff like that, but we also talked to a lot of the cast members to find out about their holiday traditions in their home countries. Oh, cool, really cool. it, it, That was a really fun video to do. And the cast members were, like, so thrilled to, like, the wow. Italy, the, 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 the cast member in Italy, I remember, was, like, so excited to do it. And I'm like, yeah, so, like, what kind of cool stuff do you do in Italy? And he's just like, well, we have uh, the food and we see the family. <laughs> okay. And, like... Oh, great. All right. You should be like, cool. we have a lot in common. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> this sounds about right. Uh, yeah. That sounds like when I go visit Mike, food and family. It's, it's uh-huh. the two things. Um,
2: I was expecting some because everyone else had some kind of like really cool right. like anecdote. And like, I was just like, yeah, we see family. And He's we like, eat. we
1: eat and we talk. Um, You know, the one thing that you have been able to do since all this has been up in the air, been crazy down there in Orlando, was you snuck over to Disney Springs the other day. Um, Disney Springs officially back open. Uh, But today, I don't know if anyone saw it or not, Disney Springs reached capacity by 10.30 a.m. Wow, that's absolutely amazing one. Uh, But Kevin, this is where I really want to pick your brain. You know, I live about five hours away. So uh, I'm not able to be in the parks as often as I'd like, Uh, but you are, you're right there. So I want to, I want to get your take on what's the feel at Disney Springs right now. Um, And uh, is that something that you
2: enjoyed or was it, you know, was it different? Tell me all about it. So Morty and I went um, a couple days ago. So obviously World of Disney and stuff, which opened today, wasn't open. Um, It was, it was surreal. Um, There weren't, it was really not crowded at all. Like Mm -hmm. there, it was pretty much a ghost town. Um, There were some people around, but really not many. There weren't a lot of, like, outside queues, but all the stickers were down for them. Um, But you know what? The music was playing. There was enough food places open. There were enough shops open where I felt entertained. Um, It was sad seeing the, you know, sorry we're closed on a lot of the buildings, but I really enjoyed walking around, having space to walk around. I got to, you know what? It's going to sound terrible, but I kind of like the social distancing lines.
1: Like it's lines. just everyone stay away from you because
2: i'm just like oh this is this is the height of luxury like i'm gonna stretch out <laughs> your
4: first class all the way uh <laughs>
2: seriously i've never experienced legroom it's like the jet blue of, uh, of lines right. um but it's um it, so yeah and you know people are like oh well the temperature checks and the masks they were no problem like you get there the temperature check is just okay thanks have a great time like they just hover it in front of your forehead you're good you go in uh, and as far as the mask it it threw me at first but 10 minutes in i forgot i was wearing a mask
1: what do you get do you have like just a normal or did you get like a
2: (laughs) my friend becky made me a muppets one nice there you go that was pretty cool
4: nice did you uh, see the picture? You, I, go ahead. Go ahead, Jay. I was gonna say, uh, what about the people who show up and don't have a mask? Do they 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 offer them? Do you have to buy one? How how does that work? I,
2: you know what? I didn't see them handing any out. Because I didn't see anyone showing up without
1: a mask. I know they have a couple there. I know they have a couple disposable ones that just in case that happened. Um, but I don't foresee that being a forever thing. Uh, I foresee that being a hey, you know, this is the policy for the first couple weeks, and then after that, you kind of need
2: another policy. So. Okay. Well, they, they said they're doing all of the reopenings in phases. So this is very much phase one. And just, it'll be interesting to see when when what phase the masks go away at. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, people were wearing them. There were no problems that I saw. They had cast members um out with like the microphone headsets mm-hmm. to like give you like instruct directions from afar. Um, and you know, Morty had a fun little exchange at one of them. It was it was fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, um, was interesting Rainforest Cafe, not open T-Rex open. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Super weird because they're owned by the same company, right?
1: Hmm. You know what though? I've heard that Rainforest is having a really tough time and may not be reopening period. Really? Yeah. So that
2: might have something to do with it. The company that owns Rainforest Cafe also owns, yeah. um, you know, they own T-Rex. Mm-hmm. I believe they also own, uh, Yak and Yeti. They do. They do.
1: They do, yeah, they own all those, um, so something to look into for the future for sure, uh, look, I just to get a little bit of disney would be would be awesome. Um, I would just like to go and maybe get a margarita and relax and walk around and and do all that fun stuff, so um, you know that talking about Disney Springs brings us into our topic tonight, um, something really fun somewhere we love to go, and that is Disney Springs, but look if you 're new to Disney, Disney Springs has gone through so many changes throughout the decades. I mean, whether you've known it originally as the Lake Buena Vista Shopping Village or the Walt Disney World Village or the Disney Village Marketplace all the way up to downtown Disney and Disney Springs, so many changes have happened. But I really want to concentrate starting back in the mid-1980s um, because that's where my experience started. I know, Mike, you were you were there back in the uh, 80s, early 90s. Uh, Kevin, I'm not real quite sure how, how early you got to Disney Springs, um, but it's a uh, it definitely has changed over the years and really became something completely different than what originally was meant to be.
2: Yeah, I didn't get there until the early 2000s. Um, Our earlier trips, we weren't really staying on property back then. So we weren't really like, I didn't even know that like a downtown Disney existed until our 2003 trip, to be perfectly honest, just because, you know, I was a kid on the other ones. So um, yeah, we went in 2003. and, And that was when I experienced downtown Disney, I believe Pleasure Island was still open at the time, though I didn't, do any of that it was mm-hmm. mostly all about disney quest for me from what i yeah. remember
1: yeah yeah it uh, disney quest was a blast you know the whole premise of what was at the time the walt disney world village was when they originally opened in 1975 uh lake buena vista uh shopping village was meant to be a place where someone could live they could shop um kind of like really uh a smaller version of what epcot was meant to be um when they realized that wasn't going to work they didn't have the market for it they then in turn turned it into a shopping village. I mean, thus the name, the shopping village. Uh, when when they still had no one visiting, no one was coming. The geniuses over at uh, over at Disney said, "Well, you know what we should do? We should put Walt Disney World Village instead, because if we put Walt Disney on anything, people will come. It's like uh, it's like the Kevin Costner. You know, if you build it, they will come. If you put Walt Disney on something, people will come, and it worked. It really, really did." Uh, but people would come, they'd shop, they'd leave. It, and they were getting people that weren't staying on Disney property coming over there. The thing that changed everything was Michael Eisner. In the mid-1980s, Michael Eisner kind of had this renovation of Walt Disney World in general. Michael Eisner looked at the parks and and, and the uh, the guests that were there and said, why can't we keep these people on property? Why are they going out to eat? Why are they going and shopping somewhere else? Why are they going to bars and districts downtown Orlando and not staying on property? And that's whenever you have the mass building of resorts. You Now you have uh, what is the Disney Village Marketplace comes into being, and you get Pleasure Island. Um, they wanted to create somewhere that was meant for adults to get away to have a great time. So... When you look at the uh, Disney Village Marketplace, really kind of the same idea of what you have now on a smaller scale of Disney Springs. Um, not as elaborate, not as nice, um, but Pleasure Island is the major, major takeaway from that time period. Now, Mike, I got to ask you, did you ever go to Pleasure Island?
3: I did. I actually have uh, pictures of Sarah at the uh, Arches for the mm-hmm. entering the Pleasure Island spot. I'll have to post that picture, but yeah, I've been there, and I, uh, I've been there. And I didn't go on my earlier trips. I went when with the, when the kids were little. I, I ventured out there. They have the big
2: Jessica Rabbit sign up there during that time.
3: Yes, yes, they did. Yep. yep. She's
2: the
1: best, dude. How is Roger Rabbit not one of it? It should be everywhere. It's one of the greatest
4: films. I love that film. Prop and culture's um, Roger Rabbit was fantastic. I'm I gotta you, watch you gotta, that. You gotta watch that series, Kevin. Are you watching Pop Culture? No, I haven't seen that. It's uh, where he picks a movie and he goes around and flies and meets these people and gets artifacts from the movies. Great. My co-host
2: my co- on Geek Watchtower was telling me about this show, it's so a- I definitely do have to check it
1: out. Yeah, I've got to, I've got to do that. Um, yeah, we used to go to Pleasure Island uh, back in the early 2000s. Of course, you know, I couldn't go when I was little. It was a made for adults. Um, but some of the things that I remember and that I absolutely loved was, of course, The Adventurers Club. I don't know if you all remember the Adventures Club. Of course, that is a, still to this day, people, they want it so bad. And Jacques Lindsay's kind of that leftover Adventures Club, you know, feel there at Disney Springs. So if you're looking for something a little bit kind of like it, you can head to Jacques Lindsay's. But you don't get the stage productions. You don't get all the uh, the, the stories and stuff like that.
2: There are actually some Adventures Club Easter eggs, I believe, built into the Skipper Canteen in the Magic mm-hmm. Yep, yep. There's there's that there's actually a
1: few around Disney Springs too. Uh if you look, if you go over um in some of the shops there's a couple different things that they've posted in windows and things like that. Uh one of the things that I loved and Mike I want to hear if you went. And can you guys imagine? I still think this would be a huge hit at Disney Springs. They had the comedy warehouse. Now, for me the comedy warehouse was a blast. It was a improv group, right? And so you would go, you would sit and you would yell out different topics, and they would work through improv. I loved it. I mean, we would laugh and have it's a great time, have drinks. Is that something you guys feel could still work at what now is Disney
4: Springs? As much fun as I had at hoop Do, doo mm. you know what I mean? I, 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 could, I could see and, and watching adults laugh at uh, the stage humor. I think something like this would be an incredible hit, especially after a couple drinks, watching some funny comedy with your friends, maybe the babysitter is back uh, you know, with the kids. I you know, I don't know. I mean, like we like to plan when we go, we like to plan that adults' night out. What a great time. I personally think it would be a great hit.
2: I, I 100% agree. I think the venue for that is The Edison.
4: Oh, that would be great because you have yeah, it. You I could agree. do it easily
2: there. Absolutely, And they have performance space in there too. There's mm-hmm. a stage. Um, they do a burlesque show there. Yeah, it's great, yeah. So I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it's really good. Um, And I think like, you know, any kind of like live show would be great there. You've also got House of Blues where you can do these kinds kinds of things as well. So, you know, it it kind of feels like what the hard rock feels over at Universal. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think they're, I think they're, uh, some of the the street uh, performers that they have are comedy acts. Oh, really? Uh, I've
1: never seen it, the comedy acts.
2: Um, mostly, well, like, uh, free daps, they were, oh, the I've heard, yeah, there. Like, yeah. They, they were, they would kind of do improv raps of, like mm. situational stuff. Um, and I have seen a couple of other like comedy type things on the streets there. the streetmosphere, I, I, well, it's not really streetmosphere, but like the, the, the performers are always top, top notch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things too, where like, for me, I loved the getaway at the time. Like, I loved being able to go over there, and it was a completely different experience. In the day, you're walking down Main Street, you know, uh, and then you turn around, and that night, you're at Pleasure Island with those those purple and green neon signs, you know, flowing down. The thing I love that they did there, too, is it was, um, it was New Year's Eve every night. Um, I don't know if you all heard the story about what happened there was um, this family, two parents and three kids, they all went, right? and the, uh, the parents went to this place where it was New Year's Eve every hour, and they danced, and the kids went off, and they got in some trouble, right? And they were doing an auto-animatronic um, um, parade down the middle, and the auto-animatronics went crazy, and they ended up having to t- use their cameras to flash the auto-animatronics until they finally were able to get the auto-animatronics to stop. Did you all see that story? I haven't uh-uh.
2: that. I believe that the boy... Um the mother had to be called because the boy was arrested and then your yep. older fatter Balder son was also arrested.
1: That's very yeah, you know the story then. Yeah, that's that's very, very good. Yeah. I, I tell you what. It was uh one of those things that uh, I don't I'll never forget that story. Really, really good. They, those, they
2: back then they also had a a criminal um shortage of Bort license plates in the gift shop.
1: They did. And you know what was really sad was all the the poor Bort children that were walking yeah. around. And they didn't get one, you know? Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, Kevin. I'm glad. I'm glad you know that story because that was that was all over the news years ago. Writing down right away. People are going, "What in the world are they talking about?" And if you got it, then I love you. Um, let's uh, let's move on. I mean, look, all the things you could do there. They had. Everything from the Wild Horse Saloon where you could go in. They had the BET Stage, They had 8 Tracks. They had Rock and Roll Beach Club. They had the West End Stage. I mean, they had, they had all this great stuff to where you could go and really, no matter what your taste was, you could go and find somewhere to party, have a good time. But with that said, it didn't invoke what was uh, Disney, where they wanted to go. You know, what, what makes money? Does it make money to have adults drinking, partying, or does it make money to have a family of four or family of five buying up Bort license plates? I will tell you, the family of five is always going to make you more money. And so, whenever they decided to eventually get rid of Pleasure Island, it now you know becomes this uh, more family friendly uh, place with shopping. People wanted more diverse uh, restaurants, you know, more different places to eat, nicer establishments, and that's when you kind of get the uh, the birth of really downtown Disney. Now, downtown Disney is where I would say we pick up uh, Kev, you, and Jay, you know, and uh, and that's really where your first
4: experience. Jay, your first couple trips, did you even go over to downtown Disney at all? Yeah, I mean we we went in and went out. I mean, I was very underwhelmed. I, I just personally, I found it to be just like a tourist trap. Yeah. However, um, we were very adamant that when we go, we would eat at Wolfgang Puck's mm-hmm. for uh, lunch. We'd always do our quick service there because it's the I mean, best it quick is, service on property. It's unbelievable. Uh, I've never had a bad meal there um, except for one time. Yeah. But it, I've it's i never just eaten the there. Is it really the best? Oh, the meatloaf. Oh, my.
1: Kevin. It is. The ravioli. It Come is, on. Now. It is. For the price point, you cannot get a better meal on Walt Disney property. For like $17, you get a huge thing of meatloaf, mashed potatoes, green beans. I mean, it's... dude, it's that, that is
2: a heck of an endorsement. I'm going to have to check this out. This Squash is the, soup. The, quick service oh, over, the quick service over by the Christmas shop, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes.
1: And it's, it's hidden, so no one ever goes. So there's never really a line. There's never a wait. Um, and the, you know, here's the thing. Well the quick service, typically you're getting up, you're getting your food, you're carrying your food to the table, right? This one, you actually have a server. The server brings the food to you checks on you you know it's great man
4: and let me let me for those of you that are going to check it out bring cash because you pay for it pre yes and then i never have cash on me and then i this you know this the server's there and it's like i I, I don't have money for a tip and i I felt really foolish the first time so yeah bring cash if you're gonna do that so you can at least tip the server because they do deserve that tip
2: that's a really really good uh i wouldn't have even think thought to bring cash mm-hmm.
4: yeah because who carries cash in walt disney world anymore
2: no especially going to a quick service restaurant
4: right well and then you're like i don't got cash and then the server's like oh that's okay but in the back of their head you know they're going well, i got <laughs> i got diapers to buy too, there buddy right yeah you know so um yeah absolutely yeah but check it out kevin it's great i want a full report when you do please
2: i 100 percent well next moment there
4: mike
1: you uh, you eating there
3: yes absolutely that's one of our must stops also that and the uh the ice cream place chiadelli's that's we have to go there as well those those are our must to spots when we're at uh, disney uh disney springs uh you know downtown disney for us was kind of that end of the trip killer time before we get on the mm-hmm. plane just a souvenir stop now yeah. that it's disney springs it's a whole different animal you know now it becomes an actual day you know uh that, that becomes part of our itinerary that becomes part of our trip where when it used to be it was just you know uh i gotta get last minute gifts for everybody hey we were in disney world here's your magnet here's your here's your bottle opener and just to grab the last bit of stuff before you get on the plane yeah um
2: when when so when i went to disney to downtown disney the first time it was 2003 back then um I've never heard of anyone else doing this kind of like dining plan. I think it might've just been like a short term offer that they were doing. It wasn't, so it wasn't the dining plan per se. You had three wishes that you could use every day. Yeah. It was like Aladdin themed, and that wish could be a meal. And I mean, Mm -hmm. full meal, I mean, appetizer, entree, dessert. I've never had that many appetizers in my life. My father was like, you eat those appetizers. Uh, (laughs) Um, And um, it could be a boat rental at the Polynesian Resort, like to take one of the speedboats out. We did that one day. It could be mini golf. um, But one of the things it could be was entry into Disney Quest. And so the day that we went, it was to use one of the wishes to go to Disney Quest. Disney Quest was...
1: when When Disney Quest first opens, Disney Quest was amazing. I mean, a lot of fun. And not only that, I would give it a good... You know, decade or so, or fifteen years. It's, it really was a great time. Uh, we did you ever do the roller coaster simulator?
2: Yes, and I didn't realize you wrote it. <laughs> so, like, I made the craziest, <laughs> upside downiest, twirliest, whirliest roller coaster you've ever seen. And then they were like, "Oh, well, step in here." I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, what am I going to like watch or something?" like That and then all of a sudden it started turning upside down. I was like, "Oh no, what have I done? Hoisted by my own petard!" Like. <laughs>
1: I get so nervous getting in. We get so nervous getting in that thing. Uh, it was a lot like getting into Mission Space. That door would close, and you know what the worst part about that was? And I, it was a blast to ride. Don't get me wrong, because he saw what you made. You wrote what you made, but the the scariest part was when right before the door closed, the guy would reach in and he would he would check you know safety harnesses and everything, and then he would go, "There's the big red button in the middle. If you're feeling nauseous, please push the button. Have fun." what like why you why do you leave that for the end you know what i mean like let me work up to this
2: as as my like like 18 year old prideful mind like i wouldn't let, like i was like no i made this i'm going to sit through. i'm going to sit through it i wouldn't hit the button like that would have been like an, that would have been like the ultimate shame for me you would see people
1: change colors coming out of that thing you could just sit back jason you would have you would love it because you could sit back on a bench. Having a nice drink, and you would be able to just watch people go in. They're like, "Ha ha ha! I'm having the time of my life!" And then all of a sudden, that door opens, and there are they're going side to side, green out. faces. <laughs> I mean,
2: if I'm if I'm correct, you could actually there were screens where you could actually see the person inside. Wasn't you could, there? yeah, yeah, you could. So like you can watch them like flipping out.
4: Yeah, you would just see them going. So this Disney Quest is uh, this was we had the opportunity to go there a few times, especially on our first couple of trips, and um, I was steered away from it. So, uh, you know, because I mean, it's, uh, the technology, I just heard it was outdated and, and really we're only down at Disney for, you know, a week. So do you really want to waste your time to go in there? So, um, I, I can honestly say I never even stepped foot inside this place at all.
2: The original concept for Disney quest was it was going to be an indoor interactive theme park. That Disney could then roll out all over the world. Okay. So, like, in places where there was too cold to have a Disney of Disneyland, you could have a Disney Quest. Yeah, that's like there could be a Disney yeah, Quest in Times Square in Manhattan, and but it just never, it just never took off. The one thing I remember was that like once you went in, you didn't have to put quarters into mm-hmm. the games to mm-hmm. play them. So like it was the first time I ever beat the Star Wars trilogy arcade game. Uh, they had a VR experience, like a real early VR, where like you wore the thing and you were actually on the magic carpet. And you had to like steer the oh, magic okay. carpet around. Um, but I mean, when I moved here, it was still open, but I never went back, and I regret it because you know it's gone now. People people were like, "Keep your happy memories." Like it hasn't been updated since the last time you were here. Well,
1: I think that was the problem with Disney Quest. Is you pick the one thing that whenever Disney Quest opens. Yes, for the first maybe two or three years you're on top of it. But the expense of trying to keep up with technology and the pace oh, of technology right. it's it's just impossible. When you your know home what I mean?
4: PC is better has better graphics than anything that's in there. I mean you cannot compete with the home gaming system. It's a loss. I mean it well, really is.
2: Arcades arcades have been being phased which i hate because i love i used to love arcades
4: have you been to the arcades that um the retro arcades like we went to one in pennsylvania where it was just nothing but uh old school arcades oh that's cool
2: there's so many of those down here like not just like the arcade games but they also have like systems up they'll have like nintendo oh okay nintendo um so yeah there's actually a bunch of those there's actually some Right on Route uh, 535, which is right off of Disney. Mm-hmm. Right off of Disney Springs. There's a couple of them there. Nice. A lot of those
4: games are really hard to stomach playing them now, you know, 30 <laughs> years later. Like, oh, Lord. This was so much cooler in my head before I walked up to it as I remember it. So. I, was trying,
1: I was trying to explain Pong to my daughter the other day, right, on Atari. And this is literally the response I got. She goes, oh, yeah, I got that on my phone. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, thanks. Okay. You know,
2: but then she said, I look good for 26, so I'm happy with my daughter. We, we were, um, uh, Mort- Morty is doing a video game playing series where cool, he's doing the right. Let's Play stuff. And one of the games that he's playing is uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers from the original. It's great. Nintendo. Yes. It's great. It's hard. Yes. Like, yeah. I do not remember this being yeah. this difficult.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, Mike, you're a kid that grew up in the in the uh, um, gaming and, and you know playing pinball and all that good stuff. Is that something? Did you make sure to get over to Disney Quest? Did you go check out um, all the games over
3: there? We did, and that was one of our rainy day activities. I think we were down there for one trip, and it was uh, one of those you're getting two or three days of rain. And, you know, there's only so much of ponchoing it up and, you know, dredging on you can do. And um, that was kind of like our rainy day backup plan, you know, when we were planners and, you know, had everything down down to the hour. So we did that a couple of times, and we did that as our, you know, break from the park kind of day. We know Kevin's love of ponchos, so I'm sure he would I, miss I, I, a day.
2: I was literally just sitting there. I'm like, "Do these three guys do ponchos?" Because like, <laughs> I might have to leave.
1: Kevin, so we so before we did the Disney ads podcast cruise last year, right? We had uh, we had 72 people sail with us, um, but we did a meetup in Epcot at Beer Garden, and we probably had about 50 or 60 people come out for dinner, just meet up, hang out, do all that. It was so much fun. But here's the problem: the second we got into World Showcase it was a monsoon i mean monsoon so the second we got to meet all these amazing people <laughs> we are i mean we look like we had been drowned in the sewer i mean we're just i my wife's got mascara going down her face you know I, it's just it was crazy absolutely crazy so well you know what you're speaking of vr and you're speaking of how the uh you know, everything changes. One thing that changes for sure is technology and one thing that changes at downtown Disney is technology. And, you know, we get the transition of Disney Springs, which uh which look for me I think is one of the best additions to the to Walt Disney World in decades i mean it's just for me it is a absolute must do every time now disney springs look it's divided into four areas you have the marketplace the landing the town center and the west side um guys let's start for just a second because we're talking about technology Um, and let's head straight over to the void now we've done a whole show on the void but to think about going from sitting in that simulator with that roller coaster you made to now you know uh uh, fighting stormtroopers as as you go through the void Mm -hmm. what an i mean what an amazing experience have you guys ever done any of the other ones that aren't the Star Wars one? Yeah, I did Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, January? January I did Wreck-It Ralph.
2: Okay, because my, my friends always want to do it when they come to visit, but they only, wanna, they only ever want to do the Star Wars one. Yeah. So I still have not experienced mm. Wreck-It Ralph, or I believe there's a Marvel one now too. But, I mean, it's really cool. Like, it is one of the coolest things. Stick with Star Wars.
1: Wreck-It Ralph was fine, man. It was cute. Um, like at one point you're, you're, you have a pie gun and you're trying to shoot bunnies with the pie gun. And I'm like, well, one, I love bunnies and I love pies. So why do I want to <laughs> waste these pies on these beautiful bunnies? Um, it, you know, it's, it's good. If you have like a younger kid, um, that's not in Star Wars, you know, like if Riley was big enough to do it, I would take her to Wreck-It Ralph because she would enjoy it more. She'd enjoy like the scents you smell, stuff like that. But just the technology of the void in general is Seconds to none. I mean, it's 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 a complete
4: experience. Yeah, VR has uh, come come a long ways. You know, I've got Kevin. I've got the HTC Vive at the house. So, and I've had it for a few years. You know, and that's that's already starting to get outdated. And and I, you know, I've had some stuff that I mean, I've I've literally had my mom in tears. You know what I mean, crying because it's so immersive. And for for technology to keep improving, you know, like I've said over and over on the show, our, you know, it's. Um, uh, Disney's limitations are going to be on what the people are willing to give them because there's going to be a point where things get too real and it's it's too scary and people just... Uh, I'm not saying you or I. I mean, I, I look, bring bring whatever you want to bring to virtual reality, right? But there are times where eh, it might be too real. Um, do you ever see a point where uh, this technology could effectively be placed to attraction or do you think it's just technology is going to continually to... Um, evolve so fast that why would we even waste the money implementing this in the parks? Because it's just going to be outdated in two years. Anyways.
2: I think that VR could, I mean, once you get VR to the point where it actually looks like you're in, in the movie, Mm -hmm. I don't see how it can get much better than that. Like, Mm -hmm. like when I played kingdom hearts three, when it just came out and it was like, I'm like the graphics literally look like I'm playing the movie. Like mm-hmm. no matter no matter what the PS5 brings out, like it doesn't get better than this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like a Wreck It Ralph attraction for a VR could be something that could be pretty timeless. Uh, they've been rumoring that for a long time, but I mean, I think you will start to see more virtual reality, augmented reality things going on in the park. I, and I think augmented reality stuff through the My Disney Experience app is coming too.
1: Well, the Sea does mm-hmm. it, and aren't they the forefront of technology in in uh, <laughs> Central Florida? <laughs> Man, they got. They got on that stage today, and they just would not get off there when they were given their reopening thing. Everybody's waiting on Disney, and SeaWorld's just up there, just blah, 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 blah. It's like, stop. (laughs) We don't care.
2: Well, they have to do a lot more convincing than Disney does. (laughs) I have a SeaWorld pass, and I have it because it's dirt cheap. It is dirt cheap, yeah.
1: We had them for years because we would do do, uh, Discovery Cove. And if you bought one day at Discovery Cove, you got a year free at SeaWorld. <laughs>
2: and <it was> like, <laughs> oh, they they just want you in that door spending money.
1: They just want you buying Cokes.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Um, and, and like yeah, you know, they have the they have like the shamus Shave ice cream bars. I like mm. them.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, one place I know that Mike spends most of his time whenever we go to Disney Springs is the marketplace. Um, look, I think the renovation of the marketplace in general with Not only all of the great shopping that's there now and specifically whether you're for kids um, or whether you're, you know, my wife loves the uh, D lounge store there um, or you're going and checking out art, you know, or you just need a new phone case. I mean, there's so much there that you can go and pick up. But also, look, I mean, you're looking at um, the like the Landry's restaurants that hopefully reopen. Hopefully we see them. You get the Lego store, which is a must-do for me, uh, too. Um, this is where I spend a lot of time. Mike, this is your
3: go-to place, though. I know that. Yeah. the uh, I think one of our favorite shops over in that area, though, is the Christmas store. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, that store cost me a lot of money. We always wound up buying stuff there, seasonal ornaments, you know, stuff to, you know, memory. Dude, your year. stuff is, you're getting to the point where you're having to have stuff shipped home. Well, I have yeah, to say that, that was, really that slow. Was, stuff yeah. shipped home. Yeah, that well, we, were, we were in the store one time, Kevin, and they had a mickey and mini display thing it was like a christmas with a tree behind it and it wasn't for sale but we asked we said listen i says you know my wife really likes this so they gave us a price and i says, well I, you know i can't take this on the plane this thing is too big for the statue for the house so they wound up shipping it to the house so uh <laughs> it was a real score yeah it was a little magic they yes. uh they pulled off and, <laughs> a Score. yeah i'd say a so. score
4: in a pocketbook
3: you mean you mean whole yeah, hole, it was a real know, hole. Happy wife, happy wife. What that's can I right, say? buddy. That's <laughs> that, right.
2: Was, that was a score for the manager of the Christmas store. That. <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding. So you know that
4: one hour? <laughs> you know that thing we were supposed to throw away at the end of the season? I just sold it. Yeah. Some guy and not me the money. <laughs> oh, so oh, by the way, we haven't seen, I, I don't remember seeing pictures of that. Did you post pictures oh, of that? I think I did. I I got it. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, okay, you, know,
1: you have to you have to put those up. Um we go over there quite a bit. Kevin, you make you know, being a local, do you make it over that way very often?
2: Springs? All the time.
1: Well, if, uh, actually to the marketplace. Do you actually go shopping and
2: well, I mean, if I'm if I'm going to Springs, I'm going to the marketplace. Even if I'm just there to see a movie, I'm, yeah. I'm still gonna get more down, and walk around. Um and the Christmas shop is always a go-to. Like I always like to see what's new there like what have they added uh what new <clears throat> ornaments are are coming down the pipe um so even even if there's nothing new i just like walking through it yeah um so yeah and i will typically also go through the star wars store that they have there and i also really like that little stretch when you walk by like where rainforest cafe and aristocrapes is and you just kind of walk that stretch over that bridge it's a yes Yes.
1: And those bridges, I mean, it's just what a great addition to that, too. I mean, just getting around Springs in general. And and before we move on really quick to the landing, uh, can we just talk for a second that Disney Springs may have the best parking out of anywhere on planet Earth? The fact that I can jump into a parking garage and know exactly where I'm going to park.
4: Every
2: that day, is, that is the like I don't understand how more parking garages. Well,
4: are. it's it's such an easy concept. Why are <laughs> new new uh, garages not doing this? It, it's so easy and it's perfect. Yeah. So for those of you who, do, who have never been to Springs, never
1: driven, because some people don't drive, a lot of people fly down and they don't they don't see the uh, parking garage. When you pull in, there is a sign and it'll tell you on each tier how many spots are available, and then you can go to level two. Um, and whenever you go down. There's actual sign above each row and says like three spots. And as you go down, if you look up, there's either a red or a green light above you because there's a sensor. And you're like, well, there's my spot right down there. You're not pulling the uh, you know Clark Griswold trying to get get the <laughs> the family truckster around the you know. It's uh, it's it's
2: fantastic. It's so so good. So mm-hmm. one. There's also so many like times that we're all turned down. It'll be like, just one space. I'm like awesome, but it's just a motorcycle in the open. In the yes, space. I
1: know. Oh. Like, <laughs> Well, I, I got real nervous, too, because the last time we were down, um, we had had a few beverages, so we Ubered home. We we just left our car in the garage, and I I know I worried about it, right? Oh no, it wasn't that. I'm sorry. Let me take it back. It wasn't that. We went over there early in the morning, early morning, and we parked our car, right? Then we took a bus, because we want to do a little shopping, took a bus from there over to MK, and then took was that it no, no no we took a bus over to boardwalk then we came into epcot that's how we did it and then we went back and then we went back to springs that night but when we got back because our car had been there all day long our thing was flashing and i was super nervous i was like oh no what's that mean in disney world i don't know you know like
2: Probably, you've been here for a very long time this might be an abandoned
1: car come check on this car right yeah um the uh the landing is look we talked about it's where pleasure island used to be you get some great stuff there i mean you like we said you get um the amazing dive bar the uh, indiana jones themed Jock Lindsay hangar bar there uh the cool thing you get there though is the boathouse one of my favorite restaurants always a fantastic meal and kevin have you ever done the amphibious automobiles that are there?
2: no they're they're like super expensive which like if i'm going to maybe if i tackled it with a group of 4 but I'm not paying a hundred and like fifty bucks or whatever it is to like go out there for thirty minutes when I can't even drive. Like if they were like you can drive the thing, I'd be like, here's the money. But <laughs> to like just sit in the boat and be like, Oh, all right. Like I, I don't like it, if I if I have a group of four, then yeah, I'll do it. But I, I've never like had anyone who had like an interest in doing it before.
1: Yeah. Mike and I had the best experience ever
3: <laughs> with that. Go ahead, Mike. You take the story. <laughs> So we were over at the uh, Jack Lindsay Hangar Bar, and obviously you have a great view of the uh, the cars going out into the water. And uh, just happened to be one of those torrential Florida downpours. And the people were in there. Obviously, it's not a covered car. <laughs> it looked like they swam back to shore. They were drenched. I've never seen rain come down any harder than that. And they were way out in the middle of the lake. And I'm like, that was an expensive shower, shower man.
2: Oh, there, must, <laughs> there must be some kind of good drainage on the floor of that, of that car because... Because, like, I could see that being like, just start bailing out. <laughs> <laughs> take, There's buckets take, in the trunk. <laughs> take, your, take your hat off and just start dumping the water out
1: yeah man we we said there in our family we had raglan road reservations our families actually left to go to raglan road but mike and i didn't want to leave till it ended because they were all the way over by saratoga and look they don't move quickly like i mean you know what i mean those (laughs) things aren't like a speedboat and we sat there for a good 10 minutes just watch i know it's terrible but it made our day i mean we just sat there and laughed and laughed and laughed and then we got soaked walking over to
2: raglan road so Uh, by the way, raglan road i mean are we in agreement the best thing at raglan road is the bread pudding
1: Ooh, I took my. your
3: recommendation on that because I think you would put it on your personal page, and you were there. And I made sure that that's what I had when I ate there, and it was phenomenal. So, right? I was thinking of you when I ate it. I says, "Up, oh, Kevin would be proud." It was really good.
2: I always appreciate that when my recommendations pay off. Um, but that and the shepherd's pie there
1: is that's what pie. I typically get. Oh, yeah, shepherd's, shepherd's pie. pie. you you, you can't beat it uh then look probably the one part i don't make it to a lot or i don't really spend a lot of time as a town center kind of it's just a walkthrough for me um the stores don't don't really do a lot for me but look what a great addition and it's absolutely beautiful oh my goodness when you walk in there you feel like this is an upscale you know maybe i'm in south south florida with the huge palm trees and and it's oh, just it's got beautiful. a Beverly
4: Hills feel to me. I mean, that's I mean, it. Does.
2: That's I it. It looks like LA. Yep, very that's nice. Long. Yep. Yep. Um, but you know um, they've got some great food in, in the town center. that They have uh, Chicken Guy is like my new favorite thing in the world. Is it good? I love it, and it's affordable. Like it. Like if you like, there's nothing on that menu uh, other than like you know, like there's no single item that's more expensive than eleven dollars. Yeah. And. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they have fried pickles there and they have like 20 something different sauces to choose from it- it's fantastic i love it
1: have you read polite pig
2: yeah a, a bunch of times actually because people usually want to do it it's it, i like it well enough it's not a place where i'm where i'd be like hey let's go to polite Pig. that's me somebody, too
1: thank you i'm yeah. i everyone's like oh my gosh and i'm like eh, it's all right
2: because you know what you live in the south you've had good barbecue right so i guess that's it. it yeah okay all right yeah i guess that's it That that's true
1: um yeah they do have some really good stuff over there and and like you said i mean it is a beautiful walk through and i love the um i love a few of the fountains you know i, I love the lighting over there at christmas it's gorgeous that tree is yeah. just amazing
2: you know something that they put in um there's there's two things that they put into that that town center area that I think really kind of help bring the parks experience into Disney Springs. Like nothing ever has. And it's two very simple things. Balloon vendors selling the Mickey balloons, like on main street Mm -hmm. and photo pass photographers. Yeah. That's huge. The photo pass photographers aren't always there, but like Christmas time, they're there. See, Mm -hmm. and I
1: love like for me, we've talked about this many times on the show, but I think that's the best deal of any Disney vacation. Um, I'll talk to people and they'll say, we, we're not going to do the photo pass or do the memory maker. And I'm going, you're spending all this money. Why not document the memories? Why not document what you've got going on? Um, and, and that way you're not handing someone a camera or you're not behind the camera missing out. Have those people that are in these amazing spots that, you know, take those photos. Those, that's what you're going to remember 20 years from now. So,
2: you know, I think it'd be remiss- like you mentioned Christmas. I think it'd be remiss to not touch on the Christmas tree trail. Oh, it's, oh, 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 it's, it's the best. It's the best. It's wonderful. And I mean, yes, they took my Muppet tree out this year. Um, but I mean, it's really great. And they moved Santa there. They did. And yeah. The beautiful thing about a picture with Santa, like a lot of parents in the Orlando area take their kid. That's their, that's their Santa picture at Disney Springs because it's free. Mm-hmm. Like it's a free picture with a really wonderful Santa Claus. Uh, but if you have Memory Maker, it's included on your Memory Maker. Yeah, mm-hmm. So why not? And it's a virtual queue. You check in. They text you when it's your time. I mean, they've really got Christmas down to a science at Disney Spring. The
1: the Christmas tree trail for us is why – so we had skipped Christmas a couple years in a row. We used to do every year, and then we kind of got to the point where we are like, okay, if we're going to do – Two trips in September, one in October for Mickey's um, Very Merry because we always do an adult trip for um, Halloween Horror Nights. Like, oh, do we want to go back down, you know, for in like late November for Christmas? And we kind of skipped the first time we went back down two years ago and we did the Christmas tree trail. I'm like, it's every year. It's every year now. I've got to go because this Mike, have you done the Christmas tree trail, Mike? Nope. I haven't done it yet. Jay, have you done it?
4: No, I, it's hard for me to get down there for that season. We That's went down right. one time right. for that, and, man, it's like uh, just from from November till the end of January, I'm just – I'm, booked. I'm Kevin, just booked. Kevin,
1: for those people who haven't done it, explain to them exactly what the Christmas tree trail is because it is hard to put into words.
2: It's over by the Void, um, so it, it's like this back area that typically – it's like a utility area, I think, for most of the year. But they open it up, and so there are Christmas trees – everywhere and each tree is themed to a different movie or character there's a mickey and mini tree there's a jungle book tree a tangled tree a frozen tree a star wars tree there used to be a muppet tree not anymore um there's a, the haunted mansion tree is amazing because the ghost bride is literally like coming out of the tree um but then they also have a snack bar in there where you can get some holiday themed treats and hot chocolate um it, it snows in there like it does on main street usa at mickey's very merry christmas party And, um, like, I remember, like, when I took my parents to it, they they loved it. And that's where you go to meet Santa Claus.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They play play great music in there, too. And they – I was very appreciative. They snuck some Muppet stuff in there.
1: Well, the – I don't know what it is, but the popcorn just tastes better through the Christmas tree trail. Like, popcorn – Disney popcorn is just addicting anyways. But as I'm just looking at these trees and I'm leaving, if I ever get lost – In the Christmas tree trail, you'll find me because there's a little breadcrumbs of of, uh, popcorn behind me going all the way back out. Um, You know, one place that, that I know I really like to go, I don't make it over there as often because for some reason, just where we park, it doesn't really work out as well. Um, is the west side. Now, something I'm really excited and I want to talk about, this was where Disney Quest was. Now you have the brand new NBA experience that's there uh, taking it. So I haven't been there yet. I was actually supposed to go um, with a friend who's a cast member for Cast Member Preview. Um, he was able to take a guest but was unable to make that. Um, but Cirque du Soleil is there. Now, Cirque du Soleil for me has always been a, eh, I'm good. If I can do it in Vegas, I'm not interested in doing it in Disney World. Now, and I've been screaming for years, why in the world do you have this amazingly beautiful venue, you have these amazingly talented performers, yet you have nothing Disney inside? Now that you get the brand new Cirque du Soleil show coming, that's Disney-inspired, Disney stories, uh, man, for me, this is going to be a must-do.
2: Yeah, it's definitely on my radar now now that it's Disney-inspired. I've always just kind of been like, ah, get Cirque du Soleil out of there and and start doing, like, some of the Disney Broadway productions in there, like, like th- there's enough of them where you can rotate them out in mm-hmm. like, a period of like every four months. You have Frozen in there, you have Aladdin in there, you have Hunchback in there, Beauty and the Beast, Mary Poppins, Little Mermaid, Tarzan. Like, there's so many that they've had on Broadway that I thought that that theater could be used for that. But it, I guess a lot of those shows do come around on um, national tour and yep. they go to the Dr. Phillips Theater in Orlando. Which is the Walt Disney Theater? It's called. So, um, you know, Disney clearly has some something to do with that. But with the new Cirque du Soleil, yeah, I absolutely feel like I have to get over. I'm going to wait to hear some reviews on it. But once I once I hear that it's worth the money, I'll I'll, I'll pop the money down. Because it's
4: not a cheap night and it's not a cheap date. So I I guess I would want to make sure that it's on point and good to go. Because what are we talking 120 a ticket?
2: yeah if i'm paying broadway Probably. priced tickets right. i want a broad i want to make sure it's a broadway level performance right. which mm-hmm. i'm sure that it is i just you know i want to know mike i mean mike, that's a that's a whole day at the magic Kingdom mm-hmm. Mike would you guys do
1: this I, mean, I, I know you
3: one have you haven't you all done a movie over there before? No, we haven't. But I've did Circus LA because I did security for Circus LA because they set up a tent at the City Field when I was working. Uh, okay. When I was working for the Mets, so they had a stint there where they had it set up in the parking lot, and they were doing that. So I was doing security there for a while. So I've seen enough Circus LA shows from my, you know, that I that I can, you know, <laughs> enough to shake a stick at. So I I wouldn't go out of my way to do it when I'm on vacation, you know, especially down in Disney. Uh, being that it's Disney theme now, yeah, I might give it a try. Well, Kevin, you, you definitely have, uh, being a local, is this is this your movie
1: theater? You know, the AMC downtown? Uh, is that your movie theater you hit up? That is
2: 100% my movie theater because you cannot duplicate how awesome it is to go to a big premiere movie at Disney Springs. Like, especially if it's a Disney movie. Like, mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame was so cool like they they had avengers everywhere the all of disney springs the avengers music soundtrack was playing people were you're allowed to cosplay so there were cosplayers all over the place um mark daniel was out there like interviewing people uh outside the theater and oh my goodness like it's it's star wars star wars was always amazing at disney springs
1: yeah i I, i've never done a a movie there I need to, I need to get over there. If it's a rainy day, it's a good, good little, good little place to get to.
2: And there's two theaters. Um, you have the regular, you have the regular movie theater, which is a fantastic, huge movie theater. Their Dolby theater is on point with the vibrating seats and the recliners and, um, but then they also have the, um,
4: dine-in movie theater
2: on the other side. Oh, do they? I didn't know this. Stop it. Really? full service restaurant with i
1: remember drinks. you
4: bring it you could bring your own didn't you buy a pizza and you brought it in there well oh, yeah point? that was the regular movie theater oh that was a regular one okay
2: yeah but you could that's one one thing i always say is like you could bring your leftovers from dinner into in the into the movie theater the regular movie theater um but i still will always buy us like a, a candy and a drink when i do that because that's how the movie theater makes its money uh but there is also on the other side if you um, going by where the fountain is, where World the mm-hmm. Coke is. Um, mm-hmm. That is the dine-in movie theater where, like, literally the wait-, the, the, the wait staff come over to you before the movie starts. They take your order. They bring you the food, your drinks. You can put the little call button if you need a refill on your drink or you want to order something else. They, they just kind of drop the check, the check off to you. Um, usually, if you're paying with a card, they swipe your card before the movie starts, and mm-hmm. then they just bring the receipt and just put it down by you, like, toward the end of the movie and then you just yeah i i don't like to do it for something i've never seen before usually it's like a second viewing movie kind of experience right. or something i don't care about like well not care about but like something i want to see but i'm not like like i wasn't seeing end game at the dining theater but i'll mm-hmm. see like the disney nature films there right
1: yeah we got something like that here called cinnabar same same premise it's smaller of course but but you know you can do a full meal um you know it's yeah, I'm, I'm gonna check it out because that's that's a game changer for us. Because if we can do dinner there, because um, we've done Splitsville before, we love Splitsville. We've eaten there and bowled there, both great. And you mentioned pizza. Listen, if you're a Disney fan and you're looking for good pizza, Blaze Pizza is the only place on property. Go get a Blaze Pizza. It's absolutely awesome. Um, you know, I want to talk uh before before we start to wrap things up here, um, just about the evolution of of, of Disney Springs, uh, from downtown Disney all the way back to the Lake Buena Vista Shopping Village. Uh, for me, I think it's been a—it's gradually gotten better over the years. I can't look back at any one point and say it was—it's not better now than it was then. You know what I mean? I—I I, I think, I—I I think that it really does just continue to progress. And the fact that—and Jay, you said it perfectly—the fact that I can take my entire family at nine or ten p.m. out walking around outside, uh, you know, you feel safe. You are surrounded by fun. There's places to go into for the kids. There's great food and drinks for the adults. It has a little bit of everything wrapped in a Disney magic bubble.
2: It's an amazing date night also if you're looking for date night ideas in Disney because you've got food, you've got shopping, you've got movies, and you've got live music on every corner.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Raglan Row, I sat out there and, and just listened to uh the musician. Last time I was in, we just I mean, we just sat out there, had a beverage and he he was amazing.
2: He was amazing. Um, you ever seen when you're walking around, it's like an older guy, he's usually wearing like a like a sparkly like shirt and like the Maserati yes. guy? Or, Maserati? Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. um so his name is Eddie Maserati. He's Maserati cars. He's a he's a billionaire and he just comes to Disney Springs literally every night to dance. I love him. I love him. Nice guy too. I've met him like once or twice. Just you like know great. what?
4: I think I was with Disney Springs with you, Kevin, and I saw him for the first time. Maybe. And this was many, many years ago. I, I, yeah. I want to say that that was, yeah, I want to say that was, the memory serves me right. So, anyway. But
2: like a lot of people think that he's like part of the show. They think like Disney hired him. I'm like, yeah. oh, no, no, no. He hires them. Like, they right, don't right. hire him. He, my cousin told me he, 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 you know, drives a different sports car there every night, ballet parks, tips very well. And, you know, he just, I, I hope that I'm that spry when I'm his age, man. That's the
1: life I would live, though. I would wear sequined uh, um, shirts with my brand new uh, uh, pedicure going on. And I would go rock some sa- you know, fl- sandals and, and go rock some dance moves out of Disney Springs. I would, and I would have no shame with my game at all. I'd be ready to roll. Um, think, okay, go ahead, Kev, go ahead.
2: I was just saying, there's some amazing musical acts. there. There's a guy that plays a saxophone there's a, there's a acapella group. There's this one guy who plays acoustic guitar. I wish I knew his name off the top of my head, but this guy like so top notch that one day I'm just kind of like, I'm one day I'm going to just buy his album. Cause he's always selling the album. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the, look, if you look back, you know, Jason, um, coming to Disney, you know, seven, eight years ago. Uh, now I think you're the perfect example of the evolution of Disney Springs. The fact that when he first came really no interest at all. You're kind of like, eh, whatever. Um, now, you know, it's, it's really someplace you, you enjoy going.
4: Yeah. I think it's, we at least make an afternoon out of it at the least. And I mean, it's worth the walk. It's, it's pretty. It's uh, when I say pretty, I mean, they did a great job architecturally with this, this whole addition. Uh, Disney Springs is a great place. I I don't have anything bad to say about it. You know, before I could be like, nah, but yeah, I mean, now it's, it's, I mean, there's, there's so much to do. There's so much to eat. There's so much to see. And it's very visually pleasing. I mean, they did great. I think they did a great job. I really honestly think Disney knocked out of the park with this uh, upgrade that they did.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's, it's a must do. If you're going to Walt Disney World, you've never been to Disney Springs. Make sure to take the time. Take the time one afternoon or maybe one evening. You know, let's say you have an Animal Kingdom Day. The park closes at 6, 7 p.m. You know, go from there. Take an Uber. Take a minivan. Head over to Disney Springs. Do a dinner over there. Um, you know, Homecoming, so, so good. Such a great mm-hmm. place to eat. There's so many great places um, that you really, I think, would go to Maria and Enzo's. You know, go to Enzo's Hideaway. Go down there and check that out. What a great addition that is. I mean, we could do a four-and-a-half-hour show about Disney Springs and just the uh, new additions that it's brought over the past few years. Um, but... With that said, we have to kind of start wrapping this show up. But before we do that, Mike, we like to do something really special every week.
4: Justin, before we go down that road, though, we are a guest on the White Dragon Network. And I got to put us on pause for a second because Kevin has some obligations he's got to take care of and pay some bills. So, Kevin, take it away.
2: You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. you got to pack everything up. you got to figure out where you're eating. you got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier and makes your trip planning a more, more fun experience? Tell me. that sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business, in In 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave you're likely to pay less and get more and what's better than that Peter Mandel tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome Absolutely Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge Dave has visited every Disney World resort And has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts He's dined also at every Disney restaurant He's crazy about Disney food
3: that is an accomplishment. Absolutely.
2: I wish I could say I That's did like That's
3: like the snack challenge times 10.
2: Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney cruise line vacations you might be going. Uh, this can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us. Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. All Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name, on. Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard to book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and be our guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to KingdomStrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit KingdomStrollers.com.
0: Hello, humans! My name is Morty Monster, and I'm... uh, Well, I'm a monster. I'm here as an exchange student from the monster world, where growing up I fell in love with the world of human pop culture. Unfortunately, not a lot of monsters share that passion, so I came here to experience all of these things that I love and to share that passion with all of you! I do this through my YouTube channel with regular video blogs. One of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash Morty Monster. I'm on Instagram as Morty Monster and Friends. I'm also on Twitter as Morty Monster BFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty
4: Monster!
3: Mike, it's all yours, buddy. You know, we were talking about uh, the opening of the parks coming soon, part of the Disney news, and, you know, obviously Disney Springs is open now. You know, with that opening of the parks, we're going to start seeing, you know, our Disney family is going to be headed back down there, you know, going through, getting on rides, and they're going to be taking some amazing pictures. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week.
1: Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for
2: us to get our Picks of the Week. Get get to to of the Week.
3: All right, Kevin, since you're our special guest this week, why don't you tell me what's your Disney dad pick of the week?
2: Sure. First of all, you guys have a wonderful group with so many wonderful people in it, but hard choice. But I went with Dan Rossi's homemade Lapu Lapu in the pineapple because, I mean, there's no better way to bring Disney magic to your house than to <laughs> create a drink you can only find at Walt Disney World. No wrong. Doubt, right? <laughs>
1: yeah dude we we had whoo hey dan was there we had i think dan was with us that night i don't remember because it all blended together that whole evening we had like 18 people and uh um man the lapu lapus were flowing that evening
4: it was it was an absolute blast
3: jay give me your pick of the week
4: uh boy, you know what, to be honest, is with the parks being closed, there were some great pictures. Uh so I'm gonna go ahead and throw some some love to Brittany Dukes. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but um she got the little one chowing down on a Mickey Bar. Oh, excuse me, her first Mickey Bar. And I it looks like um she was well on the way to just having the stick left. That's it. So uh i don't know i want to say congratulations because that is a milestone justin
3: what do you got for me man what's your pick of the week
1: uh, i tell you what i am going to go with my good good buddy uh scott zobel and he posted a picture of dylan uh he says resort mug check mickey straw check star wars shirt check immortals big hero six playing in the background and they're playing chess together uh the zobel family's great i mean we absolutely love them some of our great great friends and uh, i just love that they have kept at disney even during these times, I mean, rocking the resort mug. Riley and I were watching a movie the other night, um, and uh, she, she, you know, we were talking about Disney and the parks being closed. And so I went in and made popcorn. And I put it in a, a popcorn bucket, and it's just something little like that, mm-hmm. like to where you still have that little bit of magic. Now it tasted nothing like Disney popcorn, um, but still, to be in the popcorn bucket to use those mugs, it's just it's a way to, to still have that Disney magic, even though you're not there.
3: I agree. I use my Disney resort mug every morning. Do you? On, on the way to work? On no the way to work. Yep, that's my way to work mug. Well,
4: if Disney would market this to take home, Disney popcorn in a bag. See, I'm trying to, trying to you know, like the microwave. Oh, yeah, stuff. yeah, 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 where you where it the same. And with a little side note saying it's not really Disney popcorn, but just pretend. Right. I think it would, it, it would still be Disney popcorn. I love it. I love Money it. Money grab, take it.
3: Uh, Mike, what's your pick of the week, buddy? My pick of the week goes to our near-dear friend, Charles Mary, and he posted a picture of his son with Figment hat on. First of all, I love Figment. Uh, I've met your son. We've got to hang out with him. We did some time in Hollywood Studios. We got to meet some Star Wars characters, and uh, Charles is a really good friend of the Disney family. So, Charles, you have my. you and your son have my pick of the week.
1: Fantastic family, man.
3: We partied at the boardwalk together, uh, Charles and and uh,
1: and we all hung by the pool and swam a little bit. It was great. Um, yeah, I, I tell you what, we have such an amazing Disney family, and and uh, if you have not had a chance to go over and join the Disney Ads family on Facebook, head over right now. Disney uh, Disney Dads Podcast Family on Facebook. There you can find, of course, the links to the website. You can also find our emails. Um, and you get to meet all these amazing people. That just keep it positive and love Disney all the time. It's where we get those amazing pictures. So go check that out um, while, while you're doing that. Uh, guys, I have had an absolute blast night, Kevin, I have to tell you what, man. For me... Two men in the Mouse was my Disney escape is my Disney escape. still I was mowing, listening to your voice just yesterday, um, and uh, as I sweat profusely and cursed at the fact I had to mow once a week now, but I still, you know, was, uh, was listening to Two men because you and Pete, for years now, have spread a Disney magic and spread positivity and have built these amazing, amazing groups where people can come together that to have a like mind in a positive way. And uh, you know that's we've told you this before, but that's how Jason and I met was through two men. And, uh, you know, and then in return, we met Mike. So we can't thank you enough for what you've done in the past to help build these amazing Disney communities.
2: I really appreciate that guys. I really like hearing that. Um, you know, it's one of those things that kind of reminds you of why you do it. And, you know, and I have to say like, I've, to my great shame, I have not been great about getting weekly content out over the last couple of years, just because life has kind of become a lot busier for both myself and now for Pete as well. Um, even during the quarantine, but, um, you know, you guys are really an inspiration for me. Like, I see all the stuff that you're doing and, and the amazing community that you guys have put together. It makes me really want to start putting out more content again. Um, it was, you know, with both two men, with Morty stuff. Um, so, you know, you guys have inspired me right back. So, I'm, thanks, brother. I'm, I love everything. And I, whenever people ask me, um, like, oh, well, you know, what other Disney podcast do you listen to? It's like the truth of the matter is, like, I, I, don't listen to any except for the Disney Dads. And so like I always say, like if you're gonna if you're gonna listen to one, listen to the Disney Dads because they do such a good job. And really? I, I I don't know if you guys hear, I hype you guys on my show periodically, just oh. randomly.
1: Now we have four men in a Zoom room all crying. It's okay. (laughs) Four four men
3: in a Zoom. (laughs)
2: That's right.
3: Uh, Kevin, you know, I've been looking forward to this all week. I knew you were coming on the show. Uh, You're a great friend of the show. You know, we're friends on Facebook. I'm always following along all the great things you're doing. Uh, I'm so glad you're feeling better. You know, I knew you were down and out for a little while. And um, I'm certainly looking forward to heading back down to Florida as soon as I can when all this clears up. And uh, hopefully we can share a drink and get to see you. But I'm glad I got to see you tonight. And I'm glad you're feeling better. So, Kevin, Thank you for coming on tonight. Thank you for spending time with us and hope to see you real soon. Oh, thank you guys. You guys need to hit me up when you're down here because, you know, I have to,
2: you know, twist my arm, get me to go to Disney because <laughs> I'll, whenever you guys are here, I will gladly go. I just never, I never like to invite myself along on people's vacations. So I always wait for the, I always wait to receive the invitation before, you know. Being... I, I am going to give
1: you a warning though, if I do. I was with Mike and um, we were at Fantasmic. And I went and bought my daughter Tinkerbell light-up wings. But instead of getting her, I wore them and then danced down the stairs in front of, like, probably, what, <laughs> six, 7,000 people just mm-hmm. yelling out Mike's name because he was at the very front row. So just be ready.
2: I, I mean, I walk around with a puppet.
1: Oh, okay, we're good then. Okay, we're, we'll, yeah, we're two peas in a pod. All right, good deal.
4: We are... Um, uh, uh, very grateful that uh we're we're friends with Sir Kevin. I love that. I love that by the way. I just I just love it. Just rings. I can't wait for the shirt to be made. You just anyways, um Listen, thank you for being a good friend of the show. Thank you for uh, being a good friend, period. You know, I've seen seen so much growth with you on what direction you want to go from the writing and and, um, not afraid to take chances, creating Morty, who is just getting bigger and bigger, uh, which has been fantastic. I do want to say on a personal note, thank you so much for when you first started with Morty, uh, even Morty One, you know what I mean, pre, where you were like, hey, Jay, take a look at this video. What do you think? I appreciate you trusting me enough to say, you know, for me to give you some, you know, constructive criticism or honest feedback and saying, I love it. And, and, um, you know, keep going. I just absolutely, um, uh, find that your direction. And, um, and if, and if you're not an inspiration for people who are just looking to be inspired, um, I don't know if they can be inspired. I'll be as bold to say that. Okay. Thank you. Now I will say this though, um, with Mike and Justin, uh, we've had we've had uh, um, a, a lot of great times on the show, and you know it, it's all of us. It's like Justin said, it comes full circles to you. So. F- for this, I want to take you out of the equation and I want to talk to the two men and the mouse uh, listeners that you have around the world as well. And I want to say thank you again for allowing us to uh, be part of um, your ear this week. And, uh, and, and if, if I could be as bold to say, hey, come on over and join us on the Facebook group. I really mean that. We have a great, great group over there. But uh, it really is an honor for me to even go over the airwaves, the proverbial airwaves on the two men and the mouse and the White Dragon Network. So I appreciate that a lot, Kevin.
2: Thank you, thank you. And yeah, I mean, you know, I the thing I know with you, Jason, is you're a straight shooter, and you'll tell me like it is. Like if 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, I you that, if I sent you that that video, and you were just like a puppet, what, what are you? like? You know, like right. it would have been uh, it would have been probably a much different uh, rollout. But you know, you've always been so wonderful at at providing positive encouragement and just spreading a lot of Disney positivity. And it's a thing that I really admire about you, and always have.
1: Uh, you know what, Kev? Uh, tell everybody real quick um, from our side where they can find you. Tell them about Morty. Tell them where they can find Morty. Mm-hmm. And also, I got mail from a monster saying that I might at some point uh, be hanging out with Morty himself. So anytime that Morty is down to hang out, buddy, you let me know, and, and I'd, I'd love to meet up.
2: He's a big fan, so he, he was uh, He was telling me about that. Um, the um, So Morty Monster is – if you guys like um, – Disney Video blogs, I highly recommend my good friend Morty Monster, because he does a different kind of video blog than you'd find on you know, other channels. He is a, he's a presence that, the fa- that parents and kids can enjoy together. He is an excitable little monster visiting us from the monster world, who is here to, to just immerse himself in human nerdy culture because they don't really have that as much in the monster world they're aware of it but it's not a big thing and you know he was kind of made fun of for, for his interest in, in the human world but now he's here and he gets to go to Disney World whenever he wants, gets to go to Universal Studios gets to play video games he, he gets to have his, his, his buddy Kev come in and, and sing Disney covers with him every once in a while <laughs> and um, you know he, he's just a fun loving monster who just wants to share fun times with people and and just spread the magic and help parents and kids get excited for their Disney trip together. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, he's, he's a character, he's a character that I think parents can get a kick out of him for the things that he does. And kids will, kids enjoy him because I mean, Hey, he looks like he's straight out of Sesame street. So,
4: you know, 100%. Yes. Hey, listen. When, when we drop the show, Kevin, um, we'll put the we'll put that in the show notes, is mm-hmm. so people can find your links. to The show notes for sure. for uh, number one to Two Men in the Mouse uh, Facebook group, and also for Morty Monsters on his YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And then also when we drop this after the show drops, I'll go ahead and I will just uh, put a post in our group also uh, with a direct link right to the YouTube for Morty Monsters. So anybody in sure. our group can uh, take a look at it. I guarantee you we've got uh, a lot of family members with with their kids that uh, would find much enjoyment by just looking, looking, you know what, this is a great, see, this is where we're like, you know, those times, those bedtime stories, this is a great video before the bed. This is a great. Yeah. This is a great where you can sit and cuddle on the bed and just just watch Morty. So I,
2: I've gotten a lot of really great feedback. Um, I know Christina McSheffrey. She posts in your group a lot. Yep. Her kids were actually in the in Morty Christmas, the Morty Monster Christmas okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. They they were they were helping Morty try to figure out how Santa Claus comes down the chimney. So that's awesome. I, I'm it. trying to do more things like that, like things with a plot or things like <laughs> like scripted um, or not so much scripted, but like like Morty Christmas was like my homage to like old time christmas specials and um specifically christmas eve on sesame street and like pete's in it and i'm in it and like a whole bunch of his his fans where kids are in it um my friend natalie who runs the everyday disney girl and everyday disney kids Mm -hmm. uh uh page she uh her daughter is morty's biggest fan she's like so we just did an interview with morty and her which is going to go up very soon. Very cool. Um, so that'll be really cool as well. But yeah, thank you guys so much for, you know, helping me to spread the word about him because I feel like he's, um, you know, he's unique. He's a unique voice in, you know, in a very crowded medium. So it's just a matter of getting eyes on him.
4: Absolutely. hundred percent. Well, we got your back on that one. We'll definitely give Morty a shout out uh, more than once. And uh, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, it's well deserved. It's a well deserved shout out because he's a great he's a great addition to the planet. Well, I tell I tell you what, uh, we've had such a good time having you on, uh,
1: Kev. Look, we we we've said it many times. We love Two Men in the Mouse, and we can think of no better way than to let you close this this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast up.
2: Well, I mean, I know you guys are typically a bit more mellow than I tend to be, but there's really only way only one way that I know to close out a show and uh, that's going to do it for the Disney Dads podcast this week. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We had a great time. I love hanging out with these guys. I know you guys do too. And thank you to my folks who are coming over from my show and listening to those guys. Totally subscribe. Totally follow them on Facebook. Join their Facebook group because it's an amazing community. These three guys have got it going on when it comes to Disney podcasting. If you're frustrated with me and how little I put up content these guys are picking up my slack big time so please check them out
1: thanks kevin and we will see everybody real soon have a good night
3: thanks good Good night night, guys. guys good night
4: from mike justin and myself we want to say thank you and remember always keep it disney
0: This is Morning Monster, and that's a wrap! This has been YDF Idea Productions.